Today's episode is with Cassie and Nick Gaffney of Young Winona, whose latest single, L.A. Waste, has been a hit on their recent live streams. Uh, this single also commemorates their inclusion onto the Poor Man Records roster, so congrats to them on that. I interviewed Cassie a few years ago uh, when she was under the name uh, Santa Barbara. Uh, they had played a show at Harvard and Stone, uh, one of those small cat solid bar venues in Hollywood. Um, if you haven't been, go when it reopens. Um, we hope it does reopen because it's just one of those charming little places that always has solid talent and uh, great atmosphere. We talked about New Zealand, uh, punk in New Zealand, how they go about playing shows and and the general atmosphere in the only open country on earth. <laughs> and um, the dystopic visions of uh, what we're dealing with here. Uh, they also teased another live stream uh, via the satellites, uh, satellite live stream on March 17th. So look forward to that one too. And another single in the coming weeks. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, here's LA Waste and followed by our interview. Enjoy. <laughs> This is 
So yeah, I wanted to catch up and uh, talk about the new single. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we're pretty stoked. It came out like three weeks ago, almost a month, and it's just been like pretty cool to have like a label sort of helping us put music out now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just been the biggest change for us. Takes partnering the edge with off, huh? Poor Man. Well, yeah, like they just they just have connections that we don't have so it's been really it's been really cool Mm -hmm. just to have like a a bigger team around the project you know yeah yeah have you guys worked with a a label in the past uh no not with well not me personally and not young nona nick's worked with uh labels before with his band Mm -hmm. but um but this it's like we've always just done it all ourselves yeah Cool. Cool. How much have you um, gotten to, how much work have you gotten to pass off to the, to the label then that you're just like, Oh God, what a relief. I don't have to think about this anymore. I mean, mostly it's been with PR because Mm. like they've, they've run like a PR campaign for us. Mm. So usually I'd be like emailing tons of blogs and whatever just trying to get any publicity that i can mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's been the main difference i've noticed mm-hmm. having you know people write about us like yeah because it's more that it hasn't really lessened your workload it's just meant that your workload was more effective like you're still the one kind of passing everything off to people and kind of doing this stuff whenever you can but there's all that 
these people just are able to get more of a response than we are on our own. Exactly. Right, right. A headache is gone. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. 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 I mean, we still work pretty closely. Like um, Amber and I will kind of like be on on text and just try and like strategize together it's not like completely in their hands mm -hmm. but it's just been a you know even a just yeah i, yeah. I don't even really know what else so it's mm -hmm. just been great yeah. yeah awesome i'm liking the uh the studio setup i was thinking about getting some of these uh these sound <laughs> boards these sound canceling boards yeah yeah this is my bandmate's studio from knife fight it's he doesn't live here anymore. He's moved to Vegas, but his studio is still sort of here. Yeah. Most of his gear is over there, but he's been in this place for 20 years. Oh, wow. And it's just in, it's in our backyard, which makes it, you know, very handy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen uh, those boards on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of treated it um, dependent on the shape of this room and where his setup is. There's a lot of open space behind us here. And, he was doing so much production work in here that wasn't involving a lot of live music. So this was where he'd be sitting for hours at a time. So he kind of just made it sound okay right here. Yeah. 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 I've seen some, uh, a few studios lately doing this and, and, and just like talking to friends too, where like everything seems to be getting like bigger inside, you know, Oh really? Uh, due to COVID. Yeah. Just like everybody's oh, yeah. just adapting and just bringing, yeah, more stuff inside, and it everybody's managed to make it not look so cluttered, which is really cool. Like this looks like decor, which is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess if people are going to be stuck in their houses for months on end, they've got plenty of time to kind of tweak their environments. That's yeah. definitely something we did. I don't know about you. I know you moved, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing on the walls yet. So. <laughs> Yeah, we did like a full on like re we cleaned out the backyard. We got a power hose, mm -hmm. a pressure washer and just like cleaned everything, rearranged the furniture. Just bought some plants, mm -hmm. made it a little more I don't know. More I guess homey. a lot of people did that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess cuz you know, like you say if you're stuck at home, you just want to make your environment a little more more comfortable yeah of course yeah so you said you were watching friends oh yeah yeah love it is that the uh is that is that covid talking or is that uh always a fan going back and watching the old stuff always a fan yeah it just that show makes me laugh so hard i don't i don't know why <laughs> I've, I've seen i've seen all that i know what all the jokes are but every time i watch it mm -hmm. it makes me laugh so oh, hard. same I used to watch yeah. it like back to back with uh, Seinfeld and like King of Queens and yeah yeah <laughs> when it was on all on like TBS yeah but I'm starting to realize that a lot of um, people that I interact with on social media haven't watched Friends because mm. they're like twenty <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's so weird to me that people haven't watched it but then I forget oh I'm old so. The yeah. age gap is feeling kind of strange, huh? Like, yeah, because that I just thought everyone had seen it. Yeah, but. same. Like, I think even Jeanette hasn't seen it. What? Yeah, no. she just never watched it. Like, you know, oh. but 
it's weird because it's like it almost feels like it we're about the same age anyway but like um it almost feels like a generational thing because we all everybody i know watched that show like you know so it's like it feels yeah. like we all grew up with it or something you know and just i never just watched it until like what a couple of years ago maybe or a year ago last year actually i think it was last year wasn't it that i watched it with you for the first time no kidding oh, like we watched it like right yeah yeah i'd never really seen it oh no way no i just you're on a short episode. list of people man <laughs> just yeah. like you know you just see the odd episode it never really interested me so i, I didn't yeah. watch full episodes i just i i knew some of the gags and some of the, the running storylines because we would see it around but i'd never actually watched it mm. oh. what were your shows uh assuming you uh follow tv like everybody else <laughs> well i mean else. like these days it's obviously everything that everyone else watches but back then i guess i didn't really have shows that i watched a lot of like you know especially that that era because i'm older than Cass, so that era i was when was that there was the night there was the 90s early 2000s i was already kind of like uh how old was i then like 24 or something like that i was kind of out doing stuff living life not at home watching tv <laughs> you know and i and you know because it wasn't it wasn't online or anything at that point so if yeah. you didn't have tv you didn't see anything like that and i didn't have tvs and that kind of stuff because most of the time we were totally broken these these like flats would be living in the new zealand and we wouldn't have well tv has shifted know. hasn't it now it's like a thing that people binge watch shows and so yeah. they sort of feel like you know that those shows have become such big parts of their lives you know yeah yeah, well, yeah, yeah. this is easier now exactly yeah um like it was yeah. just super common not to have a tv at that age of my life because no one had any time to watch it and it was money we didn't want to spend to buy one so you often <laughs> just didn't have one which meant you never saw anything because it wasn't online or anything like it is now so yeah man that's crazy because we've always had a tv like in the house <laughs> it used yeah. to be this I mean, giant tv like simpsons i mean we probably all watched the simpsons yeah, right it was spin around so long how could you not yeah you know it's funny i didn't watch the simpsons growing up really <laughs> yeah i just never i just oh. never really got into i got into family guy though like later on yeah yeah and it's this point of contention with me and like simpsons fans who are just like you watch that shit you know like they ripped everything <laughs> off from the simpsons and now i'm watching the simpsons and i'm like oh my god it's kind of like gross to to like to watch to think of every family guy reference while watching uh the simpsons it's like oh they got that from the simpsons they got this from the simpsons it's like oh, oh my totally. god it's just fucking yeah. seth mcfarlane yeah. man he just ripped this show shamelessly you know? yeah but it was a good show I mean, I don't know, it's like not that. it's not tv that i'm talking about so much but um it was so easy to be out of touch back then like it's, it's definitely a hard segue to go to but i didn't even hear about 9-11 until very very late on the day it happened because there wasn't phones like news alerts and that kind of shit so someone came to my house and was like like really late in the day like late afternoon New Zealand time, which means it would have been going for hours here. Yeah. Said, you know what, you know, this shit going on in America. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, because there were no alerts, didn't have TV, didn't know anything about it. Yeah, that makes but, sense. I heard about it on just my mom was watching TV in the morning. She was watching the news as she always did. And like, of course I heard about it, you know? Yeah. But damn, yeah, that's an interesting so, point. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you know cell phones. 
about that kind of momentous event till hours after it's happened. You're probably not going to watch every episode of Friends. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of thing. It's going to slip through the cracks for you. Yeah. Or then you feel like a real piece of shit for watching Friends and not knowing about 9 11. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be quite strange to have not figured it out by now, but, you know, at the time. Yeah. At the time, yeah. But now I've seen every episode, which is weird as shit, because I uh, certainly would never have watched it. But I just sit there with cast and it washes over you. It's good. All, it's all good. of a sudden you've watched five seasons. Oh, yeah. It's true. I, I just watched Star Trek over and over. So pretty soon it's been Uh-oh. five seasons and it's, <laughs> oh, uh, I watched nothing else. And I spent my whole day off just watching TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I've watched Breaking Bad now like four times. Oh yeah, and maybe The Sopranos three or four. It's that kind of thing. You just, I mean, I'm still, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of planning my next Breaking Bad thing again. <laughs> I, coming. Yeah, I watched it again. Uh, I watched it a second time, and because uh, I just, I tried to find an excuse to, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll just watch it again. And it holds up, man. That's such a great right. show. It's just phenomenal. The show, the movie, the the tying all the loose ends, you know. What was it called? El Camino? Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? That was amazing. I liked it. A lot of people didn't like it, but. No, that was great. I just, it I was just know. that it was something else that I could watch. That was enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> something else from that universe I could watch. We haven't gotten into Better Call Saul, though. Too much. Neither have we I. Watched. Yeah. We I didn't trust it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why is this guy getting the show? Like, I don't know. <laughs> For me, it was more that there just wasn't as much of it. Like by the time I watched Breaking Bad, it was already over, so it was all there. I didn't have to wait for anything. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, yeah. You know, I feel I'm, like I'm a bit like that with The Expanse too. I watched that for a minute, and then I'm like, I don't want to watch that now. I want like Battlestar Galactica when I watch that. I'm like, that's great because the whole thing's there. I know I don't have to wait for anything. Yeah. Yeah. With Better Call Saul, we're still in the waiting game because it's still being made. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. It's it's too inconvenient. It's true. Yeah. The Expanse is definitely that show for me because like I started reading the books uh, a few years ago and then the, the movies came out and or the movies, the, the show came out and uh, they were getting ahead of the books. And I'm like, well, I want to wait to watch these so I can finish the books. Yeah. And then I'm just doing this dance of like, dude, fuck, I'm just going to watch it. And so yeah. I stopped reading it, you know, I just stopped waiting. Like I just want to get it done. But even now I got, I still got to wait, you know? Yeah. 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 There's a woman from New Zealand in that now. One of our actresses is in there. I forget what her name is, but she's Bobby back home. Yeah. Or maybe she's, I don't know if she's actually uh, from New Zealand. She's got the accent. Bobby Draper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, one of them is definitely, I remember her getting that role because it was right. I think it was right after they tried to cancel it and then they brought it back. And I think she was on it then. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. the badass yeah, Martian. Yeah. I don't remember why she was in Shortland Street or something back home. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, but it's not one of those things. I watched it and then I had to wait for more. So I'm just waiting until they're done and then I'm going to watch the whole lot. I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you two are busy. You guys are doing other stuff. You you know, you have lives and <laughs> not letting uh <laughs> not yeah, letting yeah. too many shows. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yes, we do. I mean take it, take it. I I am alive. Yeah. I am alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that—that's what you mean, right? By I have, I have a life. I am the yeah. owner of a life. Hundred percent. Ninety percent. I was listening to uh, your picks, Cass, on uh, your your playlist on on Spotify. Oh, Just Cass's yeah. picks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I I, I forgot how good uh, Ravionettes are, and I was listening to our uh, first interview from two years ago three years ago now oh yeah and you mentioned them a, a lot too and i was like i don't remember ever really listening to them but like they're oh cool fuck, they're good yeah they're so yeah, good yeah it's just like really it's like garage rock meets 60s doo-wop mm-hmm. and i just love it i love like catchy like noisy guitar mm-hmm. with like harmonies yeah. yeah, I kind of I went through a big Ravenets fan um, like phase when I talked to you, and then I guess that got surpassed by my Nine Inch Nails phase that I went mm-hmm. through pretty heavily after that. <laughs> so I kind of went through noisy pop, and then to just like noisy um, industrial rock. Yeah, but, the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, um, I need to update that playlist. That's that's been a few it's been a while i was thinking that that like i made a playlist in i don't know july i think of last year and i just never updated it and i've I've been listening to it ever it was it was called the return of the covid kid and it's just a bunch of stuff that was around like at the time Mm -hmm. and some you know here and there like before and after but like slowly been adding to it and it's so out of date, but I still listen to it. And I'm in this trap of like listening to the same shit over and over and over again. And I'm yeah. hoping that I'm not alone. I but do I, that. I'm also hoping that I am alone, that like <laughs> that other people don't and can like share, you know, other things. So. Well, I'm a, like a real song thrasher. Like if I love a song, mm-hmm. I'll just play it to death and then until I get bored. Mm-hmm. So my, my, I don't really have a playlist. I just have like a library of liked songs that I've come up. And so like, I just like a song and then it just get, gets added to the top. And I just keep listening to those songs over and over again until I find another song I like that I've come across. And just song by song, up. huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Do you guys pretty still much. do albums? Like uh, uh, I don't listen to albums like really ever. Oh, no? Hmm. No, I listen to, to songs. Um. Yeah. I never even made my playlist public. <laughs> <laughs> I made, I'm, it's private, I'm, man. I, mean, I, mean, I, never, I never listened to it. I, I, I made it to put it out into the world, and then I just never got around to actually making it public, and I never listened to it myself. So oh, You don't even listen to it? No. Oh. I don't actually have Spotify myself, so I don't, like... I used it for an, an, another band one and we kind of just like made this playlist of stuff that we were listening to at the time we were making that record. And I never actually did anything with it, which is, <laughs> I got so into it for like four days. I'm like, he I'm, did. He was like, Oh, I'm going to add the song. Yeah. Like he, he really like thoughtfully curated this playlist that yeah. no one has heard. No, not even me. I haven't wow. even listened. I sit there and I'm like, yeah. We should send it to Justin just for fun. Just be like, you can be the only person that's heard this. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. 
I was about to ask, like, <laughs> my, give me uh, something from it. <laughs> remember my login information. It's, just, it's on this computer here, I think. I use, this <laughs> I use this computer to get into Spotify, so it should be on it. Uh, maybe you scratched the password somewhere on the on the desk. And... Yeah. It <laughs> uh, sounds like a lot of work, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have, like, immediate access to it. It's like, uh. Now yeah. all of my devices are making me double authenticate and it's driving me nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah Ever I since did. I moved, I don't get it. Like it, it recognizes that I'm in another city, which That's that crazy. alone is kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool because it's like, okay, we're going to call you with a code or send you an email with a code. Actually, we're just going to call you because somebody might have compromised your email. And I'm like, okay, great. Now I have to do this every single time I log into everything. And yeah. it's so frustrating. <laughs> so it's uh, like, I'm with you, Nick, about like Spotify, unless it's like right there. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Except Spotify loops just fine. I, <laughs> I get asked to um, tell my phone how many panels have um, parking meters or bikes in them all yeah. the time. I'm trying to oh, use YouTube I now. It. I can't yeah. go to YouTube without that. I get that every single time. Mm-hmm. And it always tells me some sort of weird cryptic message about an excessive amount of traffic on my uh, from my IP address. And then I got an email from YouTube saying that I needed to verify something in order to do this. I'm like, why? This was perfectly fine for years. Mm. What do I have to do anything now? Is that affecting? So got, uh, oh, go ahead. I don't really know what it is, but I'm refusing to do anything about it. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep on doing this dumb thing with the panels. Even though that doesn't actually make YouTube do any more work. I'm like, fuck you. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm not going to change. Yeah. <laughs> right. I hate it. So often I just close out and go, okay, I'm not going to watch that. Video. Fine. Yeah. I feel like that about, you know how like if you don't, uh, if you don't cancel an ad in time on YouTube, it'll punish you with a second ad that you can't, yeah. uh, <laughs> you can't cancel, you know? <laughs> Unskippable ads. Yeah. Yeah. After that, after, like when it does that, I'm just like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to, whoever, whatever music video this was or something yeah. like that. It's like, I'm, all right, fine. Now they're not getting anything. Yeah. It's like when you uh, you turn your phone away and hold it out this, and you can't see the ad. You're like, <laughs> this ad is pointless. You've, you've paid for this ad and it's not influencing me because I'm not looking at it. Yeah. It's, it's, a good it's quite petty. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's like, no. Yeah. You're not going to get me. Yeah. You've made me watch this unskippable 15 second ad. I don't even know what it was for. So I win. Oh, man. Do you remember ever hearing about the talk of, uh, like, wouldn't it be possible if they could, um, you know, how Spotify wouldn't let you turn it down during an ad? Like it would oh, just pause. Yeah. It would just pause the song or whatever you were doing. Yeah. It would pause the whole thing. Pause the ad, so you'd have to listen to it. <coughs> they were talking about uh, the possibility of like if you look away from it, it can tell. So you yeah. wouldn't be able to pull that trick, and it would pause <laughs> it too. Yeah, and yeah. They, I think they like squash that quick because they're just like, okay, now you have to give allow people you know some level of freedom with yeah. our technology. <laughs> So what that really means is we're not primed for it yet. That's yeah, going to yeah. swing yeah. around <laughs> in five ready. years. Yeah. It's going to be like your eyeballs must remain yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be going <laughs> over, your eye, over your eyeballs, right? Like those Tom Cruise movies. They're this is scary as shit to me. <laughs> yeah. 
It's all Minority Report. Yeah. So how many ads did you watch today? Did you uh, did you get enough? You know. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll like they'll bring in universal basic income and all that kind of shit. You'll have to watch a certain number of ads every day. To That'll be the prize. The food passes. Yeah. Oh wow. Like that. <laughs> That's like a Black Mirror episode. You won't be able to gain entry to your uh, domicile unless you oh. watched X number of minutes of ads. Imagine that. Oh my oh, that's god! Creepy. It's like that social credit, uh, that Black Mirror, that social yeah, credit. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah, I always thought that was a great idea because it would like make people nicer to each other. But then people are assholes, so they would just abuse it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there would just be no way out of it. You'd end up just yeah talking to that trucker at the end who you know who's been out of the game for years and all she did was yeah. wander the earth. You know. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. Oh, speaking of assholes, I, he- I heard a story today that a woman who was like freezing in her apartment, um, I-, I don't know if she died, but people came into her house while she was like so cold that she couldn't move and they friggin' robbed her place. Oh my God. They, like robbed her and she like couldn't do anything about it. That's wow. like, what it, is happening? They must have been rugged up. Yeah. To make that happen. I thought you were going to say she was the asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So what does she do? (laughs) How cold do you have to be to not be able to move? That's like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe she died and they came in and robbed it. I don't know. All right. Either way. Cool cool story, eh? (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, the the level of assholes has grown in in COVID. I work in a restaurant, so I've been seeing a lot Indeed. of it. <laughs> like wow. since we started reopening, LA County. I'm in San Dimas, but like LA County is like just kind of the outskirts. But dude, so like every day you must get those people, right? There's somebody. The, I everywhere. have a medical condition. I have blah blah. Yeah. Where- somebody tried to pull the card. Uh, they're like a medical exempt card and like, oh, this is against HIPAA. You can't ask me what my condition is. And I'm like, you know, at a certain point, I have to be able to ask, like, yeah. what's the deal? You know, because like if you're going to if you're going to tell me that it's none of my yeah. business in the first place. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> but now you're making it my business. So, <laughs> like now I got to ask. <laughs> now I should That's be allowed to point. ask. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's yeah, there's, somebody... there's a woman in New Zealand right now. She's Australian and she is refusing to have a test, a COVID test. She's in managed isolation because that's what New Zealand is doing there. Isolating people in hotels for 14 days when they arrive. It's mm. a pretty smooth system apparently, but <laughs> this woman is just refusing to have a test. And so they're at the point where like, well, what are we going to do with this person? We can't let her out of this hotel, but like she's refusing to get a test because she's, she doubts the uh, efficacy of the um, testing protocol. She's mm-hmm. like, show me the evidence, show me the evidence. And New Zealand's just like, why? It's our country, do what the hell we want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so, I don't know, one of our politicians is like trying to get her deported. And apparently she was at an anti-mask, um, like anti-lockdown um, protest in Melbourne where a whole lot of people got mm-hmm. arrested. So she's had fall and <laughs> this whole kind of thing. But it's just... Like, why are you choosing that hill to die on, man? What is the, what's the, what's the issue here? It's yeah, of all the test. things. <laughs> yeah. It's like no people are freezing force, to death in their apartments. Yeah, no one's trying to force a vaccination on you. They just want to test you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's pretty weird. 
the fun conversation yeah. to have is like when people are like afraid of the chip in a oh, yeah. you know getting you know coming in through the vaccine and it's like you the chip is in your pocket like yeah <laughs> it's your phone yeah. <laughs> you chipped yourself it's your alexa it's everything yeah no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah i cover everything <laughs> yeah. it might be a little paranoid but yeah. oh people are so paranoid it's weird how are your uh how are your new zealand friends uh your musician friends doing out there they're basically opened up right yeah yeah there's like occasionally things get like pushed when they discover new cases and so they put lockdown levels throughout the country but you know we have like why new year's eve festivals and that kind of stuff <sighs> going off people had like 40,000 50,000 people at these shows damn yeah it's basically just it's the only place in the world where like you know almost every gig that happens in New Zealand is the um, biggest gig in the world that's going on on that night that's pretty cool clout (laughs) yeah I hadn't even thought about it like that yeah some people like some crafty promoters are doing that like you know at the moment (laughs) they're saying biggest gig in the world happening today it's like you know it is you've got thirty thousand people going to stadiums (laughs) three or four bands it's the only thing happening like that but now every like bar cover band is like huge you know just bring it in all the numbers working yeah 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 Yeah. like there's been a a real big uptick because also they had to drop uh, quite a few international artists off the festival lineups because they couldn't get in. So uh, those were being filled by bands in New Zealand and artists in New Zealand that were in the tier that weren't quite able to poke their head through before. And now they're getting opportunities. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to look at it too. It is I remember cool. yeah. when they were trying to pull New Zealand's over. always been really good at like harnessing like local talent, I think. So I think they're just going all in with it. And mm-hmm. Just, yeah, like they've always been supportive of like upcoming bands. Yeah. So now it's just thriving over there. I've always wanted to explore the the like the early like punk roots of uh of New Zealand. You know the bed uh the band Dead Can Dance. They're like uh yeah. you know, they're like uh like kind of like goth early goth royalty. Like they did world music and this You were they from Irish or something? There, one is Australian and another is uh, English. I, I forgot which right. one's which, but um, um, yeah, they yeah would usually have a band or an orchestra at this point, like around them. And it, but it's usually just around these two people, uh, Brendan Perry and Lisa Gerard. And uh, uh, oh, Brendan Perry, he would have had to be the one. He was in New Zealand doing um, AK seventy nine, which was a uh, a punk compilation or his band was on this punk compilation back in early eighties, I think. So I looked back and it's like, man, there was such a rich punk history of, uh, in that area. And it'd be yeah. so cool to go out and like su- see who's still around from that era. And, yeah. Yeah. That period yeah. was tough from, from uh, my reading about it. You know, there was, there wasn't a lot of support for anyone there. New Zealand has kind of had cultural cringe about a lot of their music, but there was a, a real vein, especially from Auckland and, well, actually, probably all the major cities, to be honest, and even especially with Flying Nun. And there were lots of these kind of DIY punk projects. And you know, it was pretty exciting. But the general public, I guess, at large, wasn't really into it so much because we didn't have a, a history of our own music at that point. Hmm. So they, those, those people really did pave the way for everything that's happening now with you know, government grants for, for musicians and 
music videos and recording projects. So it's it's a pretty um, it's a culture that embraces it these days. Right, right. How did you guys do it before coming here? Same well, deal or? Yeah, well, we didn't have this project in New Zealand. Cass wasn't really doing a lot of music in New Zealand. Oh. I had my own band, Karen Ifi, obviously, and I was a session guy with a lot of various people. So, like, we formed this band when we came here. Mm. Yeah, I've only ever booked gigs or toured or done stuff in America. Mm. So I actually would be quite green if I went home. I wouldn't really know how to, like, it's a, just a different experience. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I was booking shows um, here in L.A., it was kind of a surprise to, like, Nick and Jeff as to how they were kind of run. Mm -hmm. Like, from what I hear back home, it's it's much more of an event here they have like it's just gigs happening all the time and like five bands in the lineup mm -hmm. and it's just a given like everyone just kind of just goes in um but i think back home and correct me if i'm wrong but it's like you have your headliner you have the bands opening and there's like max three bands a night and, yeah. and it's just kind of just different like it's yeah like you'll, you'll never do hmm. most of the time you won't really be doing gigs on a tuesday or whatever or yeah. Monday, like not original projects. Those are kind of like you book venues for the weekends. And, yeah. Mm. You know, there's just less going on, I guess. I mean, there's quite a bit now, but everything was more like you put on your show and you brought the people with you that you wanted so that you would kind of arrange with the venue or whatever. Often there'd be venue hire involved, but then that would be your night. Mm -hmm. So you'd put on, you'd curate the show that you wanted and then you'd charge at the door or whatever, right? The LA thing's definitely more of a uh, kind of just you're part of the furniture, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's kind of interesting because it's like, I feel like the venues in New Zealand would really get behind you and kind of help promote the show. Mm -hmm. um, here, it's just like they get pissed if you don't bring people, but you're playing at like 11 o'clock on a Monday night. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, like they're doing your, you a favor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I think there's probably a bit more of a collaborative effort, um, but you know it's just a different a different culture. Just a smaller environment. A smaller there. environment, and like, um, you know here no one really needs you. There's always someone else, yeah, willing to do something. And you know those places, I guess, are just they're just trying to get people in however they can. Yeah, yeah. and like the idea that you'd have like more than four bands a night all like switching out backline and they always run out run like half an hour late you know that wouldn't happen in new zealand because whoever's headlining would just backline the whole show it would just be like a pretty or if they if they easy, did pretty organized their gear, would, their gear would be there for the night and it's like you're only running three bands and yeah it's a it's just a different like the, the throw and go thing here doesn't happen so much why well, i'd never experienced it before at an original music project night mm. you know? yeah it was like everyone sound checks, everyone gets everything together. You bring your own sound guy with you, you know, you kind of like make everything right for you and then you build that around with everyone else and just a different experience. It sounds so nice. I wish <laughs> I wish we had that here. I was just going to yeah. say, it sounds like something that we're trying to do here. <laughs> you know, it almost sounds like that, uh, almost like yeah. a so far sounds environment, you know, like yeah, bring this exclusive, like it doesn't have to be tiny, but yeah. Maybe that's it's nicer. Like, you know, it's a boutique kind of, it's a boutique music industry in New Zealand, really, when you consider how many people there are. And, mm. 
what's going on, which means that you can have all this great government funding behind stuff and you can kind of have a, a, an industry that supports itself in that way because there just aren't as many people doing it. And, yeah. you know, you can kind of find your way a little more easily. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I keep hearing two names from New Zealand and they know each other. And I thought, oh, man, they know each other. Of course, it's not, you know, the biggest country, but it's it's Jonathan Bree and uh, Princess Chelsea. Yeah. And they work to they've worked together in the past and they still work together. They're like they're close friends. I, I follow them both on 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 socials and like, OK, they know each other. They're in the same scene. I think they're both from Auckland and it's like, oh, they OK, that's cool. They're different music, but like, damn, yeah, I'm just so guys. connected, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know those guys. Wait, are they in L.A.? Is that why? Yeah, they've been here. Oh. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know them well, but like, I know them both for sure. That's just cool. before COVID, Jonathan Bree played a show, Moroccan Lounge, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, I missed it. I, I really wanted to go. And then like, okay, now he's playing a million shows in, in New Zealand and just doing fine. And Yeah. I met him a few times, but uh, he probably wouldn't remember me. Because it was kind of like I was just a session guy for other people that he was kind of working around. Mm. What was this band that he had? He had a band that was like. I've never heard of this guy. Oh. He's uh, you might know him if you saw the videos. Like he always, he, they wear like uh, nudie suits. The band. I think they were called the nudie, nudie the nudie suits. Yeah. Uh, he wore like uh, you know, like Green Man from like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know those like body suits. Yeah, he wore, yeah. He wears a white one with like a, just like a wig that looks like Mo from okay. the Three Stooges, you the know? Brunettes. Okay. Brunettes. That was the band. Mm. The Brunettes. Oh, okay. That was the band that we all knew him from. Yeah, that was the one where everyone kind of got on, uh, who was it? St. Vincent's case, saying that she'd stolen that whole video idea from them because she oh, made shit. a video <laughs> with all of that. I mean, it's not exactly an original idea that they had themselves. It's, you know, yeah. just wearing, it's this. You can see it is wearing it here. But it was just the timing of it. Uh, like she, she made a music video right after they had, and presumably she didn't know anything about it, but it was quite funny. Everyone in New Zealand's like back on their hind legs going, whoop the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like when, uh, when Radiohead was pissed at, who was it, uh, Lana Del Rey for... Oh, she ripped, a, she ripped off Radiohead. But sure. they ripped yeah. off... Uh, she ripped off Creep. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but they ripped off that riff from... Um, yeah, they settled that. That band, The Hollies. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> the Air That song? I Breathe. Yeah. The air yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a total, like... You know, they changed up a little bit, but it's like, come on, yeah. you guys did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think they've had a few cases like that that settled... Radiohead? I think so. I remember that one for sure, but I think there Maybe. were a few other ones. Especially in the early days, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pop Did up on easy the, 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 the Eels music video, the one with John Hamm. And no. how Yeah, there's like a New Zealand band called Good Shit who had a single that the video was like frame for frame, exactly the same concept. No shit. Yeah, it was like these guys <laughs> robbing an apartment while well, someone was listening. You can't, say, you can't say frame for frame and then concept. It's, it's, well, it's like a one-shot video. So yeah, it's, like frame frame. It's, it's a similar mm. concept, very yeah. similar. So that was kind of a similar thing with the like the brunettes. where Their video was like from the early 2000s, maybe. 
yeah, yeah. early 2000s yeah damn but um it was pretty big and everyone was like ah oh, you ripped off good shirt and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they just they had the same video but with john ham in it they got yeah. an watch of, of yeah. shit about it i think it even got picked up by some uh, kind of music press in the uk as well just because yeah. it's so funny like when you see the video you're like it's the same thing yeah exactly. shot at the same angle yeah, it like, ends the same. He like takes off his headphones and turns around and stops. It's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. So it's like, uh, there's no way you didn't a, copy that. Well, apparently it's an old vaudeville <laughs> trope. The idea yeah. that someone's at the front of the stage not realizing that their apartment behind them is getting robbed and apparently that's an old vaudeville idea. So mm. they had that kind of defense. It's been done a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just this music video thing was kind of different. But Yeah. I think it kind of boosted uh, good shit for a minute there. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're a band anymore, but it was just kind of like everyone was like, no, nah, this is really similar. Yeah. Back Bad press is again. good press. Well, they're... Yeah, they're playing gigs again. But yeah. yeah. Mm. Are you uh, able to visit? You ever think about going back to visit? Um, it's a little tricky now because we have to pay for quarantine, um, which is really expensive. Mm. And it's just... Yeah. Like, of course, we'd love to. Unless we go home for more than three months and the government pays for it. Yeah. Also, it's quite hard to get into now, like, because yeah. of the restriction. Like, you've got it's quite a reasonable booking. Like, I think it was something like 70 or 80 days ahead. Yeah. To get wow. space to get in. Wow. We went back right before this shit happened in February of last year. Last year? Yeah. February of January, last year. February, yeah. We were back there, but that's probably it for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Damn. Just so the fact that you said that they pay for it after a few months, that's uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you know now that's a foreign concept here. That's <laughs> I know. Well for the first they pay like, what? For like the first seven or eight months that was free for anyone for any length of time. The government just paid the cost, but then it started to add up a lot. And I think they were like, if you're gonna come stay for ninety days, we'll cover it. Otherwise, if you're just here as a tourist, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come in, spend some, spend money, and then, uh, yeah. and then we'll help you out. Yeah, they were, they were also basically trying to say, "Why are you here?" Yeah, yeah. You know, but also, I I feel like it's a small price for a government to pay in order to keep your economy fully open and everyone at school and life back to normal. You know, so for sure, you're like know. the beacon of hope right now. That's yeah. Well, that's part of the reason that they they want. As few people as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They to want to make their price to pay even smaller. Essentially, I think they just want it to be New Zealanders coming home. Yeah. Because tourism isn't happening. So they're a bit like, why why are you here? Yeah, that's true. If you're coming for three weeks, why? Yeah. Unless you've got business or something else like that, you know, stay home. Oh, well, they want to catch a forty thousand cap festival, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And come right back spread it all over again. which was interesting when you think about it like you know some big people like you know tash sultana and some other people like that they didn't make the trip yeah which is interesting maybe she had like maybe she couldn't afford the two weeks maybe she had like because i guess in previous years she probably would have been in the country for like 48 hours doing mm. that show rather than mm. two weeks maybe she couldn't afford the time she had other stuff to do in yeah it's not a matter of testing either right it's like Testing wouldn't be an issue. They have access to it and can easily pay yeah. for it. And since they need you there yeah. for those two weeks to make sure you haven't got any problems. Yeah. What would I you know, guys need? Like people, some like people trying to escape. I mean, uh, the um, 
the, uh, the army runs it. Still have people knotting bed sheets together and climbing out of hotel rooms. What? Yeah. Wow. How weird is that? And sometimes they get caught and all they really wanted was a certain kind of food or whatever that they were just hankering for. And these idiots were just like, I'm going to break out of here. And it's a pretty, uh, like they get charged. It's a criminal offense, I believe. Wow. That's intense. Just say, do they deport you? Yeah. Oh, or deport you. Yeah. <laughs> these are usually New Zealanders. Oh, like, okay. What are you doing? I guess it's better than getting welded like, into your house, you know? Like, well, <laughs> most of these places I could tell, they're like five-star hotels people were getting stuck in. Like one of our friends that went back, he, you know, he spent his two weeks in a five-star hotel. So you're eating off the menu, you know, which is great food. You get an alcohol allowance every day. I was going to ask, yeah. is, that, is that an open bar? Like, <laughs> Not quite open, but it's pretty reasonable from what I remember. I think it was like X number of beers or X number of wine and all that kind of stuff. And you get exercise every day. They take you down to a spot where you do, your, you know. Jesus. It sounds awesome. Like, I love that. I'd love to. Yeah. All expense paid staycation. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty ideal. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a, he was an engineer. So he, he set up his his um, computer in his room mm. and was able to work yeah. like at low volume, mixing stuff that he needed to mix for people here. I know the, um, the, the Australian one is a bit more full on than ours. I think you're not allowed to open your door in the Australian what? one. You know, they, they're bringing their, their food and they knock on your door. You're allowed to open it and take your tray. You're not allowed to open your door at other times. So they catch you with your door open. That's, that's a fine, I believe. It's pretty wow. dystopian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like stay in there. You, like potentially germ-ridden piece of shit. It's like, it's like five grand or something like that. They charge you for having your door up. Whoa. Jesus. I remember something about that. Then the Australian one. It's like, cause they had some, they had some real problems in like Victoria and shit, where they had just yeah. exploding cases. Wow. But I love the idea of getting off a plane and having a couple of weeks to decompress before you see your family. You know, cause they're always like I land in New Zealand and I'm just like tired I've usually had to make it like a connecting flight mm. that I had to like run across the terminal for, you know, stink. And then it's just like you get picked up by your family and you feel gross. Yeah, so you're tired. Like, you're just stuck. You're, you're yeah, tired of the travel. It's so and... nice to be like arrive refreshed. And yeah. like... people, can come, people can come visit you. There's like a visitor stand there just like X number of feet away behind a fence and you can like yeah. <laughs> I believe they're allowed to bring you stuff. Like they bring you care packages and things and, you know, the, the hotel staff will bring it to you. Jeez. Like a prison a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No touching. Yeah. Exactly is, yeah. <laughs> you might slip something like COVID, you know, two weeks in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you, what, what would you two require for, uh, to play a show? In this time before everything completely reopened? Cause we're not, lo- we're not looking at opening things up until I think Fauci said September best hopes. I'm not going to do it. I mean, like I know that there's talk about some parts of America doing it. So I don't, I don't want to be that band that goes out and does that, you know, like runs that risk with people Mm. before it makes real sense, not just to try to push yourself out there. So you're ahead of the curve when it happens. Well, for sure. You don't want to like, be like trapped right where like they're just saying fuck it and do you know do whatever they want but like uh say they do open things up and they're like uh we'll we'll start taking temperatures at the door or uh got to show a vaccination card or something like that you know 
Well, you know what I kind of hope would happen, kind of going back to our earlier topic, mm-hmm. they'll limit the number of bands playing a night as an effort to like, so maybe it'll be like max three bands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It becomes impossible to get a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Better in the old days when anyone. <laughs> it could be something like that i don't know see the trouble with all that stuff is we already had a discussion about how people are assholes so it's like who's <laughs> not going to forge a vaccination card there's gonna be somebody yeah yeah i mean I, yeah that's true I, I got one it's like it's just handwritten yeah is it so not, yeah it's handwritten it's, like, <laughs> it's not know. even like xerox print or I something just like photocopy it of my work right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a piece of cardboard and you know it's obviously it's official cardboard but yeah. that's nothing spectacular. And taking temperatures at the door, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. We know that um, asymptomatic transfer happens. So it just seems like you're putting people at risk by being the band that does that. Right. Yeah. And you have to say that you, you'd have to imagine that there's not going to be any major shows because who's going to take on that liability? Right. The Live Nation are not going to want to have the liability. And I don't really think you can get people to sign waivers that will be binding in a situation where you're knowingly booking bands during an unresolved pandemic. So I wonder what the legality of that will be state to state. Ah, that's oh, an interesting true. point. There's no maybe way to cover your be, ass. <laughs> maybe it's going to be like the purely Southern states where maybe law is a little more um, <laughs> free market. That's what <laughs> yeah. You'll only be able to play in Georgia and like Alabama and Florida and yeah, Florida. that kind of stuff. Maybe that'll be it. You should, you yeah, can play Florida, Florida doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Wow. What do you think of the live stream shows? Are you into into those? I like them. Yeah, I was skeptical in the very beginning. Uh, I because mm-hmm. I was watching a few of them and uh, and I was like, you know, I I don't want to get used to this. <laughs> I miss shows, you know. But like, yeah people figured it out pretty quick and like now that they're there's been like a real jump lately and mm-hmm. um everybody figured it out and it's great you know especially when people started doing like multiple shows like like what you guys what you did with um who was who put that one on oh i did one with um our friends in new york uh, called the living strange it was uh it was just a band uh that is also <clears throat> with our manager Mm-hmm. They just hit us up and was like, "Do you want to do this?" So that wasn't an organization; um, it's just bands getting together. Oh, okay. And I did another one through this uh, indie label from Massachusetts, who I, I hit up during the pandemic, and we just stayed in touch. And they're really cool, called Disposable America. So mm-hmm. they asked us to do a benefit show. Um, so I think they've been cool. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I I like them. Like I said, they, they've become like significantly more organized, which puts a different face on the entire system, which is really cool. You know, like it was a quick bandaid in the beginning. And I feel like a lot of people weren't putting, didn't want to like, like I didn't want to get used to it either, but like musicians especially didn't want to put too much effort into it because I don't want to get used to this. You know, we're going to play shows soon too. You know, like they said just a couple of months and we'll just do this briefly. And it's only because we couldn't book a show at the last minute or something. You know, it was always just like kind of a bandaid, but now it's, now it's an industry. Like it's really becoming, you know, a system. And I like it. I I like it a lot. I like it too. We're we're doing our first full band one this weekend, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of like having 
like a, a, a an older show is like having something to work towards you mm. know and I still get nervous even though it's a live stream I think there's still something cool about just the community that can come from just being like hey you know we're doing a show together even though the other bands might live in you know across the other side of the country it's pretty mm. cool were you um were you like having like a sort of green room situation with the other bands like or other musicians like is everybody uh, meeting up before or actually between? no i mean one of them we did like a sound check and we said hello just to make sure it worked and uh, so no but i guess um i always follow a band that we're on a lineup with cuz i just think that's kind of cool and will always help support building up other people's networks so then we'll just start interacting on social media, mm-hmm. you know, on Twitter or whatever. And it's just like, you sort of just get to know people in a very casual way. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. So it's like a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like a show, but you don't have to leave your house and you don't have to. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this next one. Yeah. Looking forward to yeah, this weekend. Cool. I want, I want more live streams since, uh, Especially since, yeah, we're not looking at regular shows until September. And if, yeah, Nick, to your point, like they're not going to get it down in that time, right? Like they're just, there's too much liability. There's too much at stake. Like the logistics are kind of out of control. Yeah. It depends on vaccination rates, I guess. I mean, that'll that'll give the herd immunity that people need if, if... You've yeah. got really high vaccination numbers, but that doesn't seem likely to happen. Mm. Yeah. I'll feel way more better about it once I get vaccinated. I'll be like, hell yeah, let's play a show. But, you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm like, nah. As long as I don't get sick. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I like that. I know what you mean. Maybe. Yeah. One more year, you think? Uh, definitely. I don't even think anything will be happening by... Yeah. August. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Mm. Well, you're making do, right? You're feeling good? Are you in the studio playing at home? Like it's yeah. feeling... Uh, it's good to have a release schedule going on at the moment. And I guess we've got to write some more music and try to get that recorded before we run out of these songs to release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. It's kind of cool to have that going on. Yeah. At least you can kind of feel like you are doing something because it's really the only thing you can do at the moment. I mean, like the live stream thing is, is, is cool. I don't really know how much that's really adding to anyone's lives yeah. as a band, but um, at least we're in a position to put new music out. And um, Oh yeah. I feel like the last two years I've been going new music coming soon. And mm. it just, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. taking yeah. forever. So I'm like, thank God we like, we've started down that road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of fortunate in that way that we had this ready to go. Yeah, well, that that too. Um, I'm really fortunate that we ended up with Poor Man to to put it out with us because otherwise that would have just would just, it probably would have just got released and then disappeared like like it always does for people who do it on their own unless you get lucky with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even though it's not you know setting the world on fire at the moment, it's it's just great to have something sticking somewhere with at least a few people. You know, Getting yeah. Some little yeah. bit little bit of good fortune there and there and yeah. there rather than just. There it is. Oh, it's cast it's the net out so much wider than we could have ever done it on yeah. our own. Mm-hmm. So. That is true. That's so is this cool. one going to be printed? 
record um, eventually, take? I think, um, but we've all decided that since touring isn't happening or gigs aren't happening, we're not going to make anything physical mm. just yet. Yeah. 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 Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, guys. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, anytime. Nice to catch up. Yeah, likewise. We'll do it again with uh, with Jeanette soon. Oh, that'd be awesome. We yeah. should uh, go get some vegan food out in. Uh, oh in yeah. The woods. We just went to this place called uh, Boreguitas, and it's this Mexican place that is good. We were very, we were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. 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 No, that'd be awesome. Even the tacos were cold. They, they were good cold the next day. Like they okay. were. <laughs> they didn't arrive cold. Yeah, like I don't know. The tacos were cold. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you these vegan tacos. Vegan doesn't mean heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love my authentic cold tacos. <laughs> yeah. One more time, you guys want to plug anything? Anything? Oh. Or What's once again. Music-wise, Confess is coming soon, right? Yeah, we have a new single coming out on St. Patrick's Day. New single mm-hmm. and video. And video. Oh, and then there's a live video to follow that one, too. Isn't and it? a live video to follow. So Awesome. I'm not sure when this is going to come out, like your podcast, but yeah, it's uh, middle of March. We'll do it before um, then. And then there's another one in March that we're doing for the satellite. Um, they're back. There's six songs at six. It's like in the backyard. We're a backyard band, aren't we? Six songs. <laughs> yeah, six to six. So we're going to have to get one more song. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll have to play an old song. An oldie. Cool. Sweet. Looking forward to yeah. that then. Sounds great. Thanks, dude. Cool. Thanks again. Bye, bud. Take care. See you soon. Yeah. yeah.